Scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel according to St. Luke. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for God has looked with favor on the lowly state of God's servant. Surely from now on all generations shall call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is God's name. God has shown strength with God's arm. God has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. The hungry God has filled with good things, and the rich God has sent empty away. Thanks be to God for God's holy word. In celebration of the one who came down to Bethlehem so long ago and is coming again at the end of time, Vancouver poet Diane Tucker prays, O God of words and music, we thank you for psalms and hymns and spiritual songs connecting us to long ago believers. O God of words and music, she prays. Those are the two integral components of divine worship, right? We couldn't choir the proper praise if either one of them were missing. Words and music, sermon and song. And so in divine worship, it's Lisa's job to help you hear the words within the music. She wants you to make sure you understand the message the choir is singing when they're making their melodies. And so she has them enunciate. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly host praising God and saying... So it's Lisa's job to help you hear the words within the music. And it's my job to help you hear the music within the words, because words can sing, right? Some say, ever against that season comes wherein our Savior's birth is celebrated, the bird of dawning singeth all night long. And then they say, no spirit dare stir abroad. The nights are wholesome, no planets strike, no fairy takes nor which hath power to charm, so hallowed and so gracious is the time. No one in the history of the English language that I can think of can make words sing like William Shakespeare. When to the sessions of sweet, silent thought I summon up remembrance of things past and sigh the lack of many a thing I sought and with old woes new wail my dear time's waste. But if the while I think on thee, dear friend, all losses are restored and sorrows end. Nobody could make the language sing like Shakespeare or Fitzgerald. So we beat on boats against the current, borne ceaselessly back into the past. Fitzgerald could make words sing. So the first thing Mary does when she finds out that she's the one who will bear the Savior into the world is to sing a song with inimitable words. God has shown strength with God's arm. God has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. God has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. The hungry God has filled with good things and the rich God has sent empty away. 
This ancient and beloved song from Mother Mary is called the Magnificat because that's its first word in Latin. My soul magnifies the Lord. Now, Mary, maybe Mary spoke it or maybe she sang it, but in any case, in the history of music, every renowned composer worth his salt has set Mary's Magnificat to music. It's the law. If you don't set the Magnificat to music, they take your composer credentials away. And so in the course of musical history, there have been 250 musical settings of the Magnificat, including settings by Telemann and Vivaldi and Mozart and Schubert and Rutter, and get this, four guys named Bach, four Bachs. Palestrina wrote 35 Magnificats by himself. And the reason Mary's song has become so beloved to us for 2,000 years is that she is describing the way the world will look when her extraordinary and eccentric son appears on earth. God has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts, she sings. Tom Trenny is the minister of music at the First Plymouth United Church of Christ in Lincoln, Nebraska. It's got one of the finest choral programs in the land. Lisa studies Tom to find out what she can learn because he's the best in her business. Tom is also the conductor of the Women's Chorale at Doan College outside Lincoln, Nebraska. And one year, a young woman decided to join the Women's Chorale at Doan College. She'd never sung in a choir before. In fact, everybody told her she couldn't sing. When everybody else sings, they said, you be quiet but her spirit wanted to sing, so she joined the choir. And that year, the women's chorale from Doan College performed a cantata or something at Tom's First Plymouth United Church of Christ in Lincoln, and Tom recorded the performance. And on Monday morning, he took the recording to class because he wanted his choristers to hear how wonderful they'd sounded. Because if you've ever sung in a choir, you know that you can't hear the music while you're singing like the congregation can. And Tom wanted his choristers to hear how wonderful they were. And when the recording was over, this young woman who had been told she could not sing rose her hand and said, I could never have dreamed that I would ever be part of something so beautiful. This woman who'd been told she could not sing, there she was, a small part of something so beautiful. And so Lisa and I want you to hear the words within the music and the music within the words. And when it's your turn to sing, belt it out, even though you might sound like the whale with the flu, <laughs> because you could be part of something so beautiful. <laughs> 